A very good morning, Amokyo family. We continue to celebrate Family and Life Month in the month of July. Well, Pastor Mihi kicked off this pulpit series by talking about the importance of a well-needed family. And last week, Pastor Anthony spoke about families being marked by love and reconciliation. Well, today, we are going to talk about the importance of obedience as children to our parents. Uh, this is an important topic, right, parents? Well, so today's passage is taken from Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, let me read it for you. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, what does the Bible say about obedience and honoring our parents? Well, from a biblical perspective, in Ephesians, Paul talks about obedience, which is an action, and honor, which is an attitude. Well, if I can help you define the word obey, it means to hear under, which means listening with attentiveness and responding positively to what is heard. Well, as children, we are to put ourselves under the words and authority of our parents. Well, Paul went on to say, in the Lord, which refers to the sphere of pleasing the Lord, to obey our parents for the Lord's sake. Well, children who obey their parents reflect the obedience to the Lord. Well, in essence, parents are to be obeyed and honored because to do so is to obey and honor the Lord. Now, can I hear an amen from all the parents listening to this? Now, how about to parents, right? Amidst all these duties to give care to your children, you actually stand in the gap between your children and God. Well, as the child may be too young to have a full and mature relationship with God, parents are God's steward. You are God's steward. Well, they are also God's proxy authority for their children. That is why parent, children are commanded, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Found in Colossians 3, verse 20. How about the word right found in Ephesians, right? What does it mean to be right? Here, it really means to be righteous, to do to that which is exactly as it should be. So God's commands are actually right and righteous. Well, we have two references found in Ezra. Ezra declared of God in Nehemiah 9.13, You came down on Mount Sinai. You spoke to them from heaven. You, as in God, gave them regulations and law that are just and right and decrees and commands that are good. Well, also in Hosea, Hosea said, Who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. So God's commands and ways are just right. Family and friends, they are just right, God's commands. And in this case, the right attitude behind the right act of obedience is to obey and honor our parents. 
We also know in the Old Testament that God introduced the Ten Commandments. And the first law relating to human relationship was to honour your father and mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now Moses went on to emphasise the importance of respect to our parents to the point that he says, He who strikes his father or mother shall surely be put to death and he who curses his father and mother shall surely be put to death. Now both physical or verbal abuse of a parent was a capital offence in ancient Israel. That's how serious it is. But how about Jesus? What did Jesus talk about or say about our parents? Now Luke 2.51, it says, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subjected and was subject unto them. Jesus, at the age of, age of 12, subjected himself to Joseph and Mary. Well, but I believe Joseph and Mary made a lot of mistakes as parents. Let me give you one example, which is when they were traveling back from Jerusalem to Nazareth, and they had traveled for a day, a full day, before they discovered that Jesus was not with them. Well, if there was social media back then, this story might go viral. Right? Keyboard warriors will hammer Joseph and Mary as irresponsible parents for neglecting their child. Upon finding out that Jesus wasn't with them, they rushed back to Jerusalem and they found Jesus in the temple, reasoning, debating and arguing with the teachers of the law. Now Joseph and Mary were shocked, but Jesus told them, Didn't you know? I had to be in my father's house. Well, at the age of 12, Jesus knew his purpose on earth, which is to do about his heavenly father's business. Nonetheless, even though he knew his purpose, he subjected himself to Joseph and Mary and went back to Nazareth with them. He humbled himself and was obedient to his earthly parents. Well, but there were some claims, right, to to say that Jesus taught his followers back then to hate their father and mother. Well, what do I mean by that? They quote, these people quote from Matthew 10, 34 to 37. He says, Do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her daughter, her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be of will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Another common verse used by these people is found in Luke 14:26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be. My disciple. So let me try and explain what Jesus means by this when he mentioned about these two passages. But to understand this, we need to understand the Jewish culture and the Jewish time of Jesus. And a common Jewish view back then during Jesus' time was, a, was on the topic of the Messianic, the Messiah, right? They were concerned about this. 
And their view was that the Messianic era would be preceded by a time of disharmony in family and social relationships. Well, in other words, things were going to get worse before they got better. Well, in his sayings above, Jesus quoted, Jesus was actually announcing the Messianic age and him being the Messiah. He was trying to tell the people of his time, I am the Messiah. Therefore, Jesus was actually quoting from Micah 7, 5 to 6. Put no trust in a neighbor, have no confidence in a friend, guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your arms. For the son treats the father with contempt, the daughter rises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies are the men of his own house. Micah has been speaking of God's judgment that would come on Judah because of the nation's corruption and moral failure. Well, according to Micah's words earlier in his book, the judgment would take the form of a military siege by an outside enemy. In this context, social relationships will fall apart and even close relatives will no longer trust one another. That social debt Deterioration, deterioration would be the end result of Judah's moral failure. So when Jesus spoke in Matthew 10 and Luke 14, he's not encouraging hate. He instead, he is saying that social networks will be torn apart because the time of the Messiah is now here. He is the Messiah. And but people will be divided over Jesus. People in the families will also be divided because Jesus called is for true repentance. Jesus' call is to have faith in Him. Instead, what is Jesus trying to say? He Actually, Jesus is trying to reaffirm the commandments to honour our parents in word and action. Let me show you two examples of what Jesus did. First, Jesus said in the verse, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you will enter life, keep the commandments. Jesus said to this man, which one? Oh, the man said to Jesus, which one? And Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In fact, Jesus promotes, spoke to people to honor their parents. Another clear example is when Jesus was on the cross. He was in so much pain, but he thought about his dear mother, Mary. By standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to him his own home. This is found in John 19. Well, we see in the first example in Matthew, Jesus spoke of the commandment to honour our parents. And in John, he demonstrated with action to honour his own mother. So from the Bible, we see that Jesus demonstrated the importance of honouring our parents. He even showed obedience to God the Father through his death on the cross. So through his death, He's actually asking you and me today to honour and obey our parents. Well, a story uh, goes by the name of Gospel Herald. 
that a businessman once advertised for a boy to assist in his shop. A few hours after the job was advertised in the newspaper and website, his office was filled with all kinds of boys. So not knowing which to choose and who to choose, he went to announce again as follows, wanted to assist in a shop a boy who obeys his mother. Well, in response to this, only two boys who dared to venture to apply for the role to assist in the shop. Well, maybe the moral of the story is to be a mummy's boy, right? Uh, from this, you'll get a job. But in today's age and circumstances, you probably will not get a job now in this manner, even though you are obedient to your parents. Well, but when we obey our parents, the Bible actually gives us a promise so that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. Now to put this in perspective, what does this mean? The original promise was to Israel and it involves many tangible, physical and earthly blessings. But in Ephesians, where Paul shows that it can also be extended to believers today, you and me. Though his blessings may not be tangible anymore, but a family where children and parents live in mutual love and submission will have a rich, God-given harmony of peace and love for one another. Isn't that a beautiful blessing that every one of us wants to have? But deep in our hearts, even though we know the importance of and value of obeying and honouring our parents, but the reality can be very, very different. The reality can be very, very tough to do so. As seen in the story, only two boys out of the many, many boys. And it can be even harder or near impossible if your parents are absent in your life. How can you honour and obey someone who is not even there? And I'm sure if you have tried to honour and obey your parents, you probably have failed many times, as I have myself too. Well, the great news of our failure is that we have a gracious God, a God that will forgive us through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, He will transform us so we can actually go to God for forgiveness and He will give it. He will even choose to forget our sin. As it is written, This is the covenant I will make with you after those days declares the Lord. I'll put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. And he adds, I will remember their sin and their lawless deeds no more. He will forget our sin, our failures. So when we understand, when we truly understand that God forgives us, has forgiven us and forgets our sin, we can actually walk in obedience with Him. It could be a daily struggle. It could be a, even an hourly if we, if we battle sin and unforgiveness. But when we do so, when we walk in this forgiveness, we understand it, we are able to unlock our disobedience to God. And that will help us, that will direct us to honour and obey our parents. So walking in forgiveness becomes then a key, a key component in our obedience in God, a key component to obey our and honour our parents. And here, let me say clearly that God forgives us when we truly seek repentance from Him. He cleanses from 
us from our wrongdoings, washes us white as snow. Because He is such a gracious, merciful and loving God. So let us, in bonus, in courage, to walk in forgiveness and let us run back to our Heavenly Father and honour and obey our parents. Well, but for some or many of us, words like father and mother invoke strong emotions like anger, hate, bitterness, comments like they are like that. I have the worst parents in the world. They don't understand me at all. Well, let me tell you, every parent since Adam and Eve have failed in one way or another. Martin Luther, the great reformer, said, I have difficulty praying the Lord's Prayer because whenever I say, Our Father, I think of my Father, who was hard, unyielding, and relentless. I cannot help but think of God in that way. Charles Stanley, father died when he was a very young child, and he struggled for much of his life with a view of God as distant and unavailable, basically absent in his life. Now, my own parents have weaknesses and failures too. It was not only until my mother passed away three years ago that helped me see my parents' love for each other and for the family. Well, I thank God that he had given me some time, not long, some time with my mom to say all that is needed to say to her before she left us. Well, my prayer, and if you are listening, I pray that you will take all the time that you have to cherish the time that you have with your parents while they are still with you. Well, the story again goes that a friend of mine wanted to set up a ministry in a nightclub scene in Singapore. So he decided he would first visit the nightclubs in Orchard Road. There was a, in the, in the nightclub, there was a wow scene of intense music, right? Loud music, flashing strobe lights and bodies dancing to rock loud music. Well, he went to three. And on the fourth nightclub he visited, which seems to be the same as the previous three nightclubs, but there was something different. Sitting off in the corner was a middle-aged man wearing an old jacket and tie. If there was a misplaced person, this man probably fits the bill. So my friend went out to him and asked, what in the world are you doing here? Well, the man replied, two months ago, I argued with my daughter. She had gotten into drugs and became one of these strange women, women who called themselves goth. She mainly wore black clothing, purple lipstick, and had heavy makeup. She was on drugs and after staying out night after night, she was sleeping around. We had many arguments and one day a few weeks ago, she left the house, slammed the door and shouted, I will never come back. The man continued to say, I know that she hangs out at places like this. So every Friday and Saturday night, I come to these nightclubs and hope that I will see her. I want to put my arms around her and tell her that I love her and that anytime she wants to come home, she will be more than welcome because I miss her so, so much. Now the fathers of prodigal children, not only lived 2,000 years ago. There are many of them in today's world as well. So let me close by asking you and asking us to turn to God for strength. Strength to obey our parents. 
strength to love our children, strength to honor each other in the family. I do not know your situation or complexity of your family structure or your family relationships. Either they are strained, they are good, or they are strong. But all I know is that I can ask you to turn and I can direct you, I can pray alongside with you to turn to God for strength. You might not have the answers right now. You might not um, even see any light in a tunnel. But God himself is the light of the world, right? God himself is the light in this darkness. We do not know, even know what to say to our parents. But God will put the words in our mouth. So let us join our hearts in prayer to ask for God for strength and grace to help us to obey our parents. So family, will you join me in prayer? Come, let's pray. Father, in the midst of this difficult uh, time in COVID, sometimes we are not even be able to see our parents. It might just be a text away. Father, give us the strength to honour and obey, not just because the Bible tells us, but because we really want it deep in our hearts. We want to love our parents despite the pain, the words that they have said, the action they have done. Lord, help us to forgive, Lord, because you have forgiven us. Help us to love them because you have first loved us. So, Lord, despite our weaknesses, despite our cluelessness as to what to do, what to say, Father, help us, Lord. Give us the strength to love them once again. Give us the strength to say to them, I love you, Dad. I love you, Mom. So, Lord, may you help us you work your miracle to draw us closer as a family for you and with you in it. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus.